When you don't share your gifts because of fear, fear of failure, fear of not being liked, fear of not being accepted, fear of whatever variation of it, you're doing yourself a disservice and the world because the purpose of human life, the way I see it, is to transform your mind, open your heart, and intimately experience what we call in Buddhism, the Brahma Viharas, right? Love, compassion, wisdom, and joy, the four qualities of an awakened heart. And then creatively express them into the world. And that is your gift. That is what you're here to do. And once you figure out how to creatively express the Brahma Viharas, these four qualities of an awakened heart, if you stop doing that, you're, you're withholding your awakening. Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. What's up, beautiful humans? If you don't know Sada Simone already, then you are welcome. <laughs> Sa is seriously one of the most energetic, loving, legendary people I've ever met. Deepak Chopra himself called him a radical spiritual guide. He has a new book out now called Spiritually Sassy. You can thank me later for this conversation. Enjoy. We ready to rock, baby? Yes, do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sa, thank you so much for being here. Dude, how in the hell are you? I'm good. I'm a little tired, to be honest, <laughs> but I'm good. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're so welcome. And I actually, you know what's interesting is I'm actually, I can tell, but I like that you're tired and I love how you just own that. Because typically you are just on, right? So yeah, you're just like, boom, right. boom, boom, spiritually sassy all the time. You know what I mean? And so I love that, that you get right. to like own this space. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I went uh, to kickboxing this morning. Yeah. Uh, woke up at 6.30, meditated, and um, made a coffee, went to kickboxing, and then came back, had to, uh, was teaching the Sun Method, which is, if, if you guys know of, of, of my practice, it's a dance practice with meditation, breath work, and mantra yes, together. That's cool. Did that for an hour, left that, um, plan this little thing that I'm doing, this little uh, adventure next week. Talk to my mom, ate some food, talk to my team, and here we are. Hey, so it's been a little bit like, yay, full power. <laughs> I love it. Um, like, I'm curious, um, before we started recording, you talked about um, just briefly how you never would have imagined this, you never you know, would have dreamed of this, all, and you said you're actually selfish. Um, and I think yeah. that would shock people, right? That'd be like, saw was selfish. Yeah. When, when, why, how? <laughs> Thank you for this question, honey. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the reality is like, I was working in the fashion industry, uh, you know, kind of creating these beautiful images as the creative director of this international fashion magazine you know, we're spending like a quarter of a million dollars um, mm -hmm. every season. It was pretty obnoxious what we're doing. But we created a name is really beautiful is like stunning to look at. But we were we were, we were, you know, guiding people to buy things that they didn't necessarily need. Mm -hmm. And the educational component, yes, it was like, 
it was deeply vulnerable and spiritual in its own way. Um, but it wasn't like educating people to like, hey, go train your mind, go open your heart, go like energize your body and go think about the well-being of others. It wasn't that mm-hmm. at all. Um, so, and then in the, in the fall of 2012, this is November of 2012, I, um, I walk into my partner's uh, office and I say, yo, I'm, I, I gotta go. I mean, there's mm-hmm. multiple things that have happened leading up right. to that, but I said, I gotta go. Uh, time for me to leave. I have to, uh, I have to sort of like get out of the space. I have to get out of the fashion world for a bit and just like find myself. Um, and that was really hard for me to do. It was extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And underneath of that, it was like a falling out of like best friends. So I was, I was walking away from this feeling like betrayed, feeling hurt, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then I decided to like move down to Florida and start to, you know, study a little bit of meditation, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, sustainability, veganism, yoga, mindfulness, blah, blah, blah. But it's still a little bit like, yeah, whatever. Uh, just give me some of this shit, but like, mm, mm, sure, sure, honey, this stuff, whatever. And then it was um, spring of 2014 that I, that I went to India for the first time. Um, and then I did a 10-day silent retreat. And then it was at, 10, at that silent retreat that I was like, oh, shit. No one's ever told me that, like, my past doesn't define who I am, mm. that my mistakes are not an innate part of who I am, that I have basic goodness. It doesn't take away responsibility for the pain we've caused others and the pain that was caused to us, but it gives us an opportunity to stop the cycle of harm, right? To choose and then what? This really fucked up thing happened and I choose compassion. Mm. This traumatic thing that I did happened and I choose joy or I choose wisdom. There's the, and then it's a comma, it's not a period, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, it opens up a conversation for an entire new approach to life. Um, and then I, I went on, I was telling you earlier uh, to do a 30 day silent retreat. Uh, and now we're in Nepal at this point. And then that's when I said, oh, wow, I've been such an asshole to go back to you, to give you an, to give you an answer <laughs> yeah. to the question. Oh yeah. my God, I've been such an asshole. Oh shit, it wasn't, all their fault i was Mm. just like so in so much pain traumatized you know wobbly fearful insecure you know like the whole thing wobbly as fuck inside that i was like (laughs) blaming the outside world and 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 literally like you know bleeding out this pain into other people uh, and I was mm. like oh fuck I've been so selfish I've been such an asshole oh my god and that led me to go into a deep depression with having that awareness of like the responsibility that I've had in my own life I have no one to blame mm. I have to look within and that's a very radical thing that the buddha offers right it's like you have like you are the creator of your nightmares and all of the goodness um it's pretty radical when you really turn all blame into one it's really difficult to swallow that and to internalize it right uh, so when you ask me like oh shit can sabi be selfish yeah honey i had a past of being really selfish and then as i transformed my mind right as i started to open my heart um it it it, it really is a natural next step that you that you your quality of your mind changes in altruism which is an innate quality to every human becomes more of a default. We've done a great job at hiding and putting altruistic nature. Fuck that shit, honey. 
I'm an individual. It's all about me. Yeah. My feelings matter. <laughs> yeah. My thoughts, my life, my, 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 my. And then it's like, what about the well-being of others? It never comes into the picture, especially in this like self-care uh, world. It's mm -hmm. like people become so intoxicated with the few, the good feelings that their self-care practices bring them that they're like, I need more of this for myself and my friends and my little uh, community, but they never really ended up. And I'm generalizing this. It's very simplistic language, right? To use like that. But it, you know, the key word is to to know if you're progressing spiritually is to know if if altruist altruistic thinking uh, is more of your default. And if it is, sorry about that. And if it is, then then you've done. Then you're doing a great job. Then you you're you're genuinely progressing spiritually. And that's when I realized, like, oh wow, I'm actually going through life like genuinely thinking with like genuine concern about 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 people okay damn it's not all about me on the center what's changed and then you start to read these ancient scriptures and this ancient uh and then the commentary and the literature and it's like that is a really um beautiful point to 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 see if you're thinking about the well-being of others more fully um so long long answer to a short question <laughs> i love it though like but when when you look back at that do you i know we're like at that time, yes, you were selfish. But if you look a layer beneath that, do you actually think you were being selfish? Because you were probably protecting yourself in a right, which is, a, I think, is a yeah. form of love. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think we can interpret anything, especially through through, <laughs> yeah. through tantric Buddhism. Like, like, honey, the most transgressive thing can be seen as an act of of enlightenment, right? So it's like. And that's the lineage that I studied. So you can bring up anything and I'm going to tell you, honey, it's all perception, right? You mm -hmm. can see me being a fucking asshole and be like, oh my God, he's helping me heal. <laughs> and, and like, you're the guru, you know? And like when mm -hmm. people ask me about, about people uh, and, and what to do with people in, in, in governments and the most triggering people in their lives, to a degree, I'm telling them, to a degree, right? I'm telling them, put these people on the altar. They are the center of worship now. They are the devotional practice. They are the guru because they're helping us see our mind. They're helping us exercise our best qualities. They're helping us to really open up the field of compassion to fit all sentient beings, right? We do a great job of sharing, sharing love, compassion, uh, and, and joy with the kind people, with the nice people. But when anyone outside of mm -hmm. that, woo, hell no, that's not for you. I would never bless you. I would never have compassion for your suffering. Um, so I think to a degree, the, you know, I could, I could, I could go a layer deeper into that uh, and think about the fact that like growing up, you know, where my queerness was, was said to be a problem, yes. was said to be traumatic, was said to be uh, a, 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 a sin, you know, and you, you, you're, you're brought up as a, as a mortal sin and you're like, oh shit, I'm a mistake. I'm, I'm broken. I'm, I'm innately mm -hmm. bad. Um, so when you think about it like that, and then you realize like, oh, these people are the ones who are, who are, uh, um, you know, cooking these seeds of shame and blame and, and guilt and blah, 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 and, 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 and mortal sin, all the seeds are, they're in the, the, the karmic stream of my mind, right? They've already, they've, they already exist there for many, many lifetimes, right? And you, you may, the, for everyone listening, you may be listening to this shit, be like, fuck past lives, fuck future lives, I only got this life, whatever floats your boat. But just, you can even think about what I'm saying to you from an epigenetic trauma perspective, right? So you can look from the high view of karma or the, the, the view of epigenetic trauma, whatever works for you, but 
it's important for you to think that certain things are already, we already have predisposition for them. Um, so I could tell you that like, when you asked me, would you think we're being selfish? I could say that I was, I was, this was my way of surviving. Yes. You know, as a queer person of color, like I've had to have multiple personalities to survive. Yes. I've had to have multiple ways of getting my way into places and, and, and to belong, to, to receive love. Yes. Um, so I could say that the way I walked in the, in the world, uh, pre-awakening, uh, was, it was selfish or I could say it was my way of surviving, you know, I could just, we could, we could make it nice and then we can say, you know, uh, it was, I was surviving because he didn't receive the, the nurturing and the care that he needed as a, as a queer person of color growing up. Um, or I could just say, you know what, like, yeah, it did cause a lot of pain to a lot of people. So yeah, you were an asshole. Now let's, what happens then? You know, um, I like that view better, you know, but I'm also all about like trans, it's, we, it's, it's, the mind is a cause of all problems, right? The mind is a cause of all suffering. So, and, and because of the mind, we have perception. And because of perception, we have meaning. And because of meaning, certain things are good, certain things are bad, you know? So because of that, you could say, you know, selfish was survival. Or I could say, it was a fucked up way of going, honey, about it. So we can leave it at that, you know? <laughs> and both can exist. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Both can exist. Because it really is both. It's like you were an asshole, but it was your way of surviving as well. That's right. Exactly. And, and it's okay. That's right. Well, thank you for that, honey. I'll take <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Seeing it like that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I love it, man. So... On that note, when did you, you know, I'm sure it just wasn't like a snap, but when did you start embracing like the you? When did you start remembering? I'm going to use the word remember. I like the word mm -hmm. remember. Me too. Instead of like heal, because like you said, not fixed. You weren't fixed. You don't need to be fixed. You don't, you're not broken. So when did you step into that knowing and remembering of you? Ah, oh, such a good question. Uh, there's been so many moments of like deep, deep, you know, remembrance of that. I think the, the beginning of it was like meditating on death mm. and like, you know, like really having like three days consecutively of like sitting with my mortality and like day one, you were like surrounded by your loved ones. Day two, you are surrounded by your loved ones and you're making your peace. Like, oh, all these things I wanted to have said to you. I'm, I'm even getting chills right now. Uh, mm -hmm. All these things I wanted to have said to you, I didn't say because I was afraid. Mm -hmm. uh, all these dreams I wanted to accomplish, I didn't accomplish because I was afraid. Yes. Um, and then day three, it's the flickering, uh, your, your inner light, it, it, it dissolves and then you die. Um, so meditating on death, was was what started what started to orient my mind towards the direction of my heart where like mm. i started to remember more of who i truly am and in remembering more of who I truly am i remembered how i'm i'm here to serve how i am to to you know be so embodied in my in in my fullest expression and that will be how other people are then remembering who they can be and the potential that they have just by me being fully expressed. You know, I hear people calling me, I'll sign your permission slip. And I'm like, mm. that's right, honey. 
Uh, it's like take a permission slip and a blessing factory and merge those together. <laughs> that's what I wish people would call me. Uh, that's what I want factory, to be remembered. Like you know, that's what I want to be remembered for. It's like stepping in the world as a blessing, entering a supermarket and be able to like positively impact everyone without mm. a word, just by how I carry myself. Yes. You know? um, so it, that was one moment, like the meditation on death was a really big catalyst. And, you know, I've had moments like on a dance floor in, and, and this was in India, but then I had moments in a dance floor in, in, uh, in Bali where I just remembered entering to these like states, I call a spiritual blackout where mm. it's like, you just literally it's, or you can call a Samadhi moments of flow, whatever language works for you. Uh, I'm not talking about the fullest extent of Samadhi. I'm talking about just entry level of uni unity or yoga, you know, without the A. Oh, that's the, the original word, yoga. It's communion, right? A complete union with the present moment where the narrator is gone, the commentator is gone. It's just present moment awareness, complete immersion with that. Uh, where in that, in that, you know, movement with the stillness, I was able to like, it was, it was, I mean, it, literally, I, I lack words to explain what, mm. what was happening inside. But the truth of it, um, the, the, the byproduct that I experienced was, it was just seeing myself in the world through, through different lands. Um, and so I think these are the moments that I've, that I've like remembered. And a big moment for me was also when I decided to take refuge on the Buddha Dharma and the Sangha, right? The Buddha, meaning like the potential that we have, which is the seed of enlightenment, the seed of complete freedom that lives at the base of your being, every sentient being, every human being has that seed of awakening, complete freedom inside of them. So you take refuge on that, you believe, you utterly believe that you have that seed, and then you take refuge on the, on the, on the Dharma, meaning the teachings, the practice that are gonna lead you up to that remembering to that complete utter remembrance. Uh, and then you take refuge on the Sangha, on the community of people who are going to remind you to remember that you have that and that you have the path. Um, and that's when I, when I decided to take refuge, I said, I said to, my, to one of my gurus, I said, yo, I'm gonna take this shit for a year. And if this shit don't work, I'm back to being a crack baby. I'm back to drugs, I'm back <laughs> to alcohol, I'm back to being selfish, I'm back mm. to thinking all about me. And I don't give a fuck about all this shit. I'm glad I came. I'm, it was so cute. It's all story that I'll tell at some point. What the fuck happened to Sai? He went to India for a year and then meditated and did all these things with all these guru and saints, but whatever. Cute look, but like back to New York City, give my life back. But no, after a year of having that discipline, that it's, I call it devotional obedience. Uh, it helped me to, it just, everything changed. It, I, I have like, it's just legit, like night and day, you know, when you're devoted to, to transforming your mind, to concentrating the mind, really, um, everything changes, you know. Mm, I love that. And, <laughs> and even like, I can tell that you're like, when you, like when you talked about just getting chills, but even just now looking into your eyes, I, like you could, I can feel it and like see it, you yeah, know? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Right. Of how, like, what is, has been your experience? Like when you have that remembering mm -hmm. and you, right. Cause I, I'm listening to you and you are using like, you know, verbiage, but I know also like you're trying to keep it simple as well right of course right yeah. it's so, my job you know <laughs> but let's just say 3d saw so like reality how do you remind the human version of you 
to keep because you remembered that true soul that what that seed of freedom mm-hmm. you know that so how as a human how do you practice that every single day how do i practice that every single day so i meditate in the, i meditate uh, in the morning every day i mean maybe i've skipped a handful of times this year <laughs> um but after the practice, I say a vow, uh, which says, I know that I may die today. And because of that, may I only do the things that matter most to me, that it can have the greatest impact on as many people as possible. Mm. That really orients your mind, like priorities, what are they, you know? Um, and the meditation that I do, um, it's, it, it's a simple awareness of the breath. And then I go into a little bit of Vipassana, sometimes a little Mahamudra, sometimes a little conceptual thing. But it's usually very, very simple. It's like pay attention to the feeling of the breath, become one with the breath. And from that place, um, you know, all of your best qualities are developed and they are, they are, they're intimately experienced. And then you can uh, amplify and share them with the world, right? So meditate, set these vows. I chant seven different mantras, one for each uh, different um, archetypal deity that I'm working with. This is one, um, Green Tara, universal Mm -hmm. compassion. Um, And the mantra is really simple. It's Om Tare Tutare Ture Soha. Uh, It just, it simply means like, it's a a way of translating in a way that's very related. May all beings with no exception be happy, be healthy and be safe and may all beings with no exception live with ease uh, and be free of suffering and uh, so I, I do that and then throughout the day it's it's literally moment to moment present moment like literally you know pause breathe smile pause breathe smile pause breathe smile as much as often as often as I possibly can to be to remind myself that it's only in the now that I solutions live that's only in the now that creativity lives that's only in the now that I can actually be free and and then i i dance i run i work out i eat well i drink a lot of water i laugh a lot uh, and i surround myself with with uh with with people who challenge me who show me my best qualities also who show me my blind spots and i'm very careful with what i what i you know take in you know i think in, in pandemic world people are like ingesting everything they're watching every yeah. show listening to every podcast, listening, just, they're just like, you know, literally consuming the world, but they're, we forget that nothing goes unseen, you know, that nothing gets, that there's not a single experience that, that meets your senses that does not get documented. Mm-hmm. We, we were like, no, that's not true. It's like, no, boo. Like if you, <laughs> if you talk to a neuroscientist, if you talk to, uh, to, uh, 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 uh someone who's like a karma expert, both people are going to tell you the same thing, that it's literally being documented on a physiological, psychological, and spiritual level. So what I'm consuming, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm that person, like, this is a little bit, some people are like, Sai, you can't, like, that's not the way to really live. But like, I'm, I'm honest about it. Like, uh, you know, I've worked with some like global celebrities and people are like, did you, do you watch their show? I was like, no, I've never seen them before. Uh, do you know the kind of things that that's happening out in the world? I was like, no, I think well-being is for everybody. And these mm. practices are, are worthy. Anyone is worthy, despite of whatever's being put out into the world. Or, for instance, last week, going to Mexico, 
arriving the day before. And everyone's like, Sai, you're, you're like, just arriving in Mexico, but there's a, a hurricane category yeah. four about to hit you. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, no, I have no idea. Because I'm, you know, I'm really not consuming a news in the same way that a lot of people are. Um, but it, what I, what I, the one thing that I could, I can remind people to remember, to stay in remembrance is, is stop multitasking. Like legit multitasking is like creating uh, imbalance in the mind. It's creating, uh, it's creating this ease in the body. It's not helping you to, you know, make peace with your past or be okay with the future. It's, it's literally like you're unintentionally regurgitating your traumas and you're not remembering the potential that you have, the visionary, iconic, beautiful being that you are because you're scattered. So when I say to you, when I remind, when I spoke about pause, breathe, and smile, imagine that every thought, imagine though, recognize that like every thought and every feeling, it, they don't require a reaction from you. We have been indoctrinated to react to every feeling as the right guide to our lives, to every thought to be the correct view of myself or the world, right? But what if when you do feel an urge, of a feeling, regardless the, of the texture, right? More towards this end or more towards that end or the quality of your thought more towards this end or that end, whatever variation of it. But what if in that moment that it ha that's caught your attention, that you're aware that you are seduced by it, you are able to pause, breathe and smile. And then from that place of stillness, then you responded. But we are so deeply indoctrinated to just feel, think, react, feel, think, react. So to, again, give you a very long answer to a short question, how do I stay in remembrance? How do I keep remembering that I have the seed of enlightenment? It's with the pause, it's with the breath, and it's with the smile. Even if I don't feel like a pause or I feel like a, I don't feel like taking a breath, I don't feel like smiling, I do it anyways. That's what sets people from, from going to the next level and staying stagnant and, and literally in their process, continuously in their process, uh, or in, in a victim mindset, it's that choice to say, you know what? I don't give a fuck how fucking crunchy I feel right now, how annoyed I am, how angry I am. I'm going to do the practices because I choose to practice until I am free. So that's, that's a little something there about that. <laughs> I love it. Definitely something. And I love just... When you, I like how you use the verbiage one crunchy and then two wobbly. I understand crunchy and I think I understand wobbly, but will you briefly explain those? <laughs> yeah. So, so crunchy is like, like that, like, uh, yeah. wobbly. It's like, you cannot make a decision to save your life. You have no access to equanimity, which is a state of internal instability. You are split in your attention is like, you know, 30% in the past, 10% in the present, and the other, I can't do math, and the other <laughs> percentage, 60%, I think I'm, I'm right, 30, 10, 40, 60% of it in the future. So that's wobbliness. It's like, literally, you're like, you know, it's not, it's not the, the beautiful, like, you know, mm -hmm. dance of, of a tree in the wind. It's a, it's a scattered, fragmented state of being. That's very, that's very, um, that's very uh, poisonous for, for, the, for, the, for the mind and for the body to live like that. But so many, we've been, again, we've been indoctrinated to believe that, that multitasking is the way to achieve 
success. And then we've been indoctrinated to equate success, wealth, as, 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 as more, as, as a higher moral, like people who have enormous amounts of wealth are, are better, are, are, they're more, they're, they're, uh, they're good people. People who have enormous amounts of money or, or success, they're, they're equated to like, they're better humans. They have a higher moral code than I do. Uh, so it's that, this keeps going, going, going to that view because you haven't, you haven't touched base and like touching base moment to moment. It takes work. And at some point, here's the most beautiful thing I can offer you, which I've seen massive transformation for me. It's, it's the fact that instead of you going from crunchy to wobbly, back to bed under the misery blanket, or from the misery blanket into the wine, to the Coke, to the pot, and to the ice cream, you're able to it's, it's, there's a natural pause that comes in. The breath, instead of becoming shallow and more shallow, the pause is introduced automatically. Instead of the automatic be more poison, more pain, more destruction, more da -da -da -da, that spiral that goes that way or this way, it's, there's an introduction of a pause. You're, you now have become your best friend. You're no longer your enemy. Your mind can be, can, C-A-N, be trusted that is a free motherfucking feeling because if you're like me who's experienced suicidal thoughts regularly for for even for it, it took it was about two years of having it regularly like contemplating my 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 mortality day in day out moment to moment it's quite it was quite toxic uh tox taxing for the being right to, to live like that but when you do these practices right the 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 obedient devotion to be free um, there comes a point that the breath becomes deep and long instead of short and shallow. That these, the tar munch pours into your mind, you know, all of a sudden before you scream back at your partner or the cashier register or your Uber driver, the munch pours in, and you're like, oh shit, okay, let this motherfucker be happy too. I gotta go, <laughs> you know, let her be happy. Let them be good, you know. Oh, I wish your dreams to be, to, to, to mm. be you know, I wish all your dreams to manifest despite of how your conditioning uh, wants to pull you back into your old ways of thinking, feeling, and acting, right? There is that, that point where you're now able to look yourself in the mirror and be like, bitch, you look good, instead of being like, oh, you're gross, you know? There is that point that like uh, the freedom vocabulary becomes a default. That is the contingency plan for freedom, that it, that then the quality of the architecture of your brain changes, the quality of your mind changes, the openness of your heart changes so much so that you're what it's what I said earlier, but like you are now able to rely on yourself. And for someone who's experienced, you know, the low lows of depression, you know, the high highs of addiction and anxiety, like to be where I'm at today is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is really possible. That's why I, everything I do, there's a sense of urgency, you know, for that reason. All right, y'all, if you're looking for your own WTF moment, you're looking for that freedom template to bring into your life to practice over and over again and feel good, then I invite you to check out my website because you're here and the podcast is called Feeling Free. It's all about freedom, baby. So go to feeling-free.com. Again, that's feeling-free.com where you can sign up for coaching. You can sign up for retreats. Um, we have a membership. We do weekly calls together, which is an amazing community. And 
oh man, like there's freebies on there where I have a magical manifesting guide. Um, there's a free audio on there for you called You Are Loved. So you could listen to that every morning if you want to get pumped up and feel the love that you have for yourself and for the world. There's so many things on there. You know, sign up for future retreats, for the membership community. It's called the Freedom School, one-on-one coaching, whatever it is, it's there for you. I'd love for you to check it out. Go to feeling-free.com. All right, y'all. I love you tons. Let's get back to this amazing combo. It's amazing. So like, what are you, I mean, you might've just mentioned something, but what are you proud of yourself for? What am I proud of myself for? I think getting out of, I think getting out of the suicidal loop, you know, um, and being able to make peace with addiction, you know, I'm three years, five months sober. Um, I, there was a point, honey, that I didn't know how, that I could ever live without pot or alcohol mm-hmm. or cocaine or ecstasy. Uh, I mean, I smoked crack when I was 14. So you, yeah. you like you, if you trace it back, let, that little boy, you know, was like numbing out from a very young age because it didn't get the, the care and the, and the love and support. And like, hey, your queerness is magic. It's not bad. Yes. You know, that, I, those words are not spoken. Uh, so, you know, the numbing out came from a young age and then the, what I did numbed the fuck out or intoxicated, then caused me more pain and pain to other people and then carrying that guilt and then the shame that came from that, it just created a life of misery. Uh, so to then be sober and have made peace with, with suicidal, uh, thoughts and that kind of style of thinking, it's pretty crazy. I'm not saying it doesn't visit me. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was in a, you know, in the certain, the virtual book tour in the circuit, just going, going, going nonstop. And the moment that I get utterly exhausted, physiologically exhausted, um, the, the thoughts of hopelessness and a little texture of like, there's no point, just do this. Uh, this will be easier, shows up. But now the spaciousness of mind, right? Looking at the sky as a metaphor, like I recognize that that's just a cloud, but I'm the motherfucking sky. Mm-hmm. I'm as vast as the sky and as bright as the sun, but that cloud in the past used to define my whole being. Um, so that's, that, these are for me, I think the, some of the most, you know, I mean, I, I could also say, you know, the books, the community, all these incredible external uh, validations of the internal freedom that I've cultivated, but it's, it really has to do with like, I can now, I really like myself now. That's cool, you know? (laughs) That really is amazing. And like why I asked that question is actually, that's funny. I didn't even think about, yeah, the books or like any of those accomplishments. Yeah, it's just more of, yeah, like look, look how you live and how, and how you've lived and how just your, your soul and your being and your essence is, is incredible. Oh, honey, thank you. What mm-hmm. you see me is in you, honey. You can't <laughs> see what's out there without, you know, you have to have had this in you in order for you to see that. So thank you for just recognizing what's for in sure. you too. So welcome. Um, and you mentioned a bit earlier, you mentioned fear. So I'm a fear coach. That's what I do every day. What is your relationship with fear? I think fear um, for me right now uh, what am I fearful of right now? Hmm. <laughs> oh, I have fear that my, because my mom has surgery. She's taking out the, the expanders 
she had breast cancer. So she's taking yes. out the expanders and then now she's putting the implants. So we're all going to Florida in like next week. Uh, so the, the fear that the surgery could go bad, like visits my mind a little bit. Um, but personally, my own life, like I've danced with fear so much, you know, like um, legit, like I'm not metaphorically speaking, I'm talking about like legit <laughs> fear shows up, honey. I put on some like Berlin electric, electronic music and I just like let it rip, honey. Like, oh, <laughs> thank you for showing me that I need to dance more, that I need to laugh more. Mm. Um, and I think, I think, uh, you know, fear is, is signaling one of two, one thing for me, it's like either something new, you know, um, or, or fear is signaling a, uh, you know, a no, a hard no about something. Um, but personally in my life, I, I don't have a lot of fear of anything right now. I'm, I'm like, right now you got me in a good day, honey, but I'm hey. like, I'm at ease. I'm, I'm <laughs> good today. You know, like it's not every day, you know, and people think like, oh, you, you, you're, you're a joy activist. Does that mean that you're always in a good mood? No, honey. It's just the activist part says I'm devoted to the work. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm devoted to being free, no matter how crunchy or wobbly or fearful I am. The activist part just means like I'm obedient to the to my devotion to become free for the sake of all people, right? Um, so my relationship to fear is like dance your fears, laugh at them, recognize them. That I think that recognize that 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 you know a lot of the ways you are experiencing um, uh, your relationship to fear is, I mean, let's, I mean, I think uh, one other fear I'm thinking now that we're talking about this is something else came into my mind before I go into this other little space, uh, imposter syndrome. Mm. So fear of succeeding, yes. fear of, you know, before the book came out, this, this new book, I was like, oh my God, what are people going to think? Did I do a good job? Did I write things that are helpful? So fear of people receiving the book, fear of like the people that endorse my book, are they going to like the book? You know, having these like people that I've looked up to have endorsed the book and I'm like, oh shit, now the book is there. Your name's printed on it. Sorry, honey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah. like having fear on that and then just recognizing that like, you know, I think that this fear, again, another side of it too. I think having fear around stepping into your power, the way I've been sort of uh, interpreting it too, it's very selfish because, and I know we might use the word selfish a little different, but in my vocabulary, I think it's selfish because like, imagine if I was fearful of writing this book, right? And then like, or, or stepping to my, my power to create the spiritually sassy movement and, and the things that we're doing in this, in this scale, uh, it would be extremely selfish because I would be doing myself a disservice and the world a disservice because when you don't share your gifts because of fear, fear of failure, fear of not being liked, fear of not being accepted, fear of whatever variation of it, you're doing yourself a disservice and the world because the purpose of human life, the way I see it, is to transform your mind, open your heart, and intimately experience what we call in Buddhism the Brahma Viharas, right? Love, compassion, wisdom, and joy, the four qualities of an awakened heart. And then creatively express them into the world. And that is your gift. That is what you're here to do. And once you figure out how to creatively express the Brahma Viharas, these four qualities of an awakened heart, if you stop doing that, you're, you're withholding your awakening. You're withholding, withholding the awakening of all people because we're all interdependent. So if you're not sharing your gifts because you're afraid, if you're not sharing your most outrageous state of compassionate being because you're afraid, 
then honey, how am I going to, how am I going to experience your compassion? Then how am I going to, you know, enter the world from that place? So it's, it's all this interdependence piece is very big. So I hope that, I hope that makes sense. Amen. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little something there. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. And it would be selfish if you, if you didn't share. Um, and you mentioned earlier about multitasking is regurgitating traumas. Will you go into that? Mm -hmm. Why? That's I've never heard that. Yeah. Uh, so it's like this. I was just checking my calendar um, real quick. So it's like this. When you, so in, in short, I'm glad you brought this up because it's, it's, it's good to, to, to break this down. How do you make peace with the, how do you, how do you stop regurgitating your, your traumas? Like, how do you make peace with, with the past? Like, first thing is to experience safety, right? So if you safe in the now, to feel safe in the here and the now, it's how, it's the, it's the way for you to then, you know, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm safe in the now. With this safety, then I can experience compassion, wisdom, love and even some joy right because these qualities of the heart they don't come one at a time they they, they travel together right they're interchangeable um, so what's happening when you're not cultivating presence what's happened when you're when you're not uh when you're when you're not doing one thing at a time what's happening when you're multitasking constantly you're not cultivating wholeness you're not cultivating magnetism you're not cultivating safety you're doing the polar opposite. When you're scattered and fragmented, what happens? You feel a little bit the season in the body, this, and like a little bit of crunch, a little bit of wobbliness. And what happens? That little feeling, it's, uh, unless you've done the work of, 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 of um, uh, disentangling uh, what's hardwired with every feeling, right? So for me, I'm going give, to give you an example. If I start to multitask and I get a buzzing feeling on my belly, this buzzing anxiety in my belly has been hardwired with the suicidal thoughts. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now, if I am cultivating wholeness, cultivating magnetism, cultivating safety in the here and the now, I'm able to recognize that there's a sensation in my belly. It's not, hey, Sa, jump off this thing, girl, because you're, you're this or that. It's, it's literally a sensation in the body. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's nothing more than it will last for 90 seconds, right? It will pass after that. It does not define who I am. It doesn't define my life. It doesn't define, um, you know, my day. So the, the, when I speak about regurgitating your traumas, is that if, imagine if I didn't have presence and safety in the here and the now, and I wasn't cultivating this wholeness and this ability to be safe in the now, I would have had immediately automatically associated the buzzing anxiety that I cultivated, you know, like unintentionally, you know, the word cultivation could be used in a proactive or a negative way. In a, in a negative way, in a not empowered way, I would have cultivated this like multitasking thing, had met the anxiety with more fear with more doubt, with more insecurity. And then what happened when the suicidal thoughts had populated my mind, I would have believed it. And then God knows what I would have done from there. So that's why I'm talking about regurgitating of traumas, you know, because our, what's, unless you've done the work of unraveling your, your relationship to feelings and thoughts, 
unless you've done the work of pausing, breathing, smiling, and recognize that not every thought and feeling requires a reaction from you, the way we spoke about earlier. Um, you're going to do this multitasking thing. I'm cooking and I'm watching TV or like I'm walking, I'm listening to Ben and I'm driving and doing this. And da, 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 da. Like I, I was the person who was like eating a sandwich, smoking a cigarette, drinking coffee, talking to my assistant and, 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 and reading the news back in fashion days, right? And I, I thought I was accomplishing a shitload of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the, the, but the, the truth of it is I was just cultivating more, more, this, more like this ease in the body, more wobbliness of mind. Chaos. chaos, complete chaos. And because of that, then I was re regurgitating my past into the present. Does that make sense? I love that. Thank you for explaining that. That's amazing. That's yeah. cool. Because we just, I mean, yeah, we know that multitasking isn't productive, but regurgitating, regurgitating traumas, that's a whole different take. <laughs> I'm like encouraging, it's very motivating to not do it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, and I know some people are like, hey, honey, I have kids, I have yeah, four yeah. kids, I got to cook and wash. And I was like, look, here's what I got to tell you. Like for those hours that all the kids are home and, and the partner is home and everyone's at wanting something from you and you feel like that's your role, that's the role that you're fulfilling right now, uh, then for that amount of time, then, then fulfill that role, like, you know, multitask um, and try to give glimpse of presence here and there, right? But on the other side of that, I do need you to make sure that you're blocking off time in your day to just do one thing, one thing. It's like you meditate, or you're going to listen to, to, to Ben's podcast, you lay down in your bed and you listen to it. Like I hear so many people, where you sit down on your, on your couch and listen, or take yourself to the beach or the park and listen to it there. Like so many people are like, they're walking their dogs and they're listening to a podcast yes. or they're, they're, and we're texting and yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yo honey, or they're listening to a podcast and they're scrolling on Instagram. It's like, yeah. yo honey, notice that urge. Give yourself yeah. a little slap on your hand. It's, your relationship to your cravings and to your urges and to all the stimuli will change once you cultivate uh, presence, once you cultivate this like single point of concentration, once you cultivate a sense of safety in the now. Um, so that's, that's a little something there. And I hope that helps people because it's just came through in the download, you know, uh, not too long ago, maybe a month ago or something about like multitasking is like regurgitation of trauma where unintentionally that's happening at a very, very subtle level. It takes like a clear concentrated mind to be able to see like, Oh shit, that's what's happening. Oh my God. Uh, and when it came through, I put it out there and people were like, oh shit, that's right, honey. That's what's happening. And okay. I was like, okay, cool. That download was like, it was like a necessary one for me and the collective too. Um, but it, moment to moment, right? I mean, moment to moment, like moment to moment, try. I love that, man. Last question for you. Yes. When do you, and this could be one question tied up all in one, but when do you feel, feel you're most free? And then what, like, what is freedom to you? Because you've mentioned it throughout the call or throughout the okay, good. combo. Yeah, that's right. Um, so thank you for saying that, though. So let's define freedom, right? Um, very important. Very important to define freedom. Oftentimes, uh, because of my, uh, you know, studying in like Vajrayana, Mahayana, Buddhism, the word freedom could be associated with enlightenment. And, and yes, we are working working uh and in that direction and i wish you could see my hand it's not in that direction it's in this direction we're going inward towards a direction of freedom uh and and the freedom that i speak about it's like 
waking up with courage, going to sleep relaxed. Mm. Something traumatic happened, you're able to forgive more quickly. You know, you're able to call your mom back. And when, 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 when mom or, or partner or father, they start to go into that little crunchy area that's like, don't go there. And you've had these very hard boundaries around and like, I have to hang up now. In that very moment, your boundaries become flexible because you have internal stability. That is when you know that you're becoming free. You know, you're able to like, you're able to dance a little bit like that. You know, they're able to throw a little something at you. You're able to throw something at you like that. And nothing sticks. Things are not sticking. That You're no longer wearing a Velcro suit. You're now wearing like a velvet suit, you know, uh, where it just slides by and it feels good as it, as it does. You know, it's mm. like, oh, that's nice. So freedom could be a variation of, uh, and, and these are the qualities of, 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 of someone who's becoming free, someone who has like a creative perspective, someone that recognizes that they have basic goodness, um, someone that thinks about the well-being of others. Um, these are some of the, the, the things, someone who's not, you know, not afraid of, of, of standing up for injustice, someone who's not afraid of standing up for oppression, someone who's not afraid of standing up for, for a marginalized community, someone who's not afraid of saying, enough is enough bitch you know that is like a quality of someone who's working towards their freedom it's not passive at all freedom a freedom seeker and, a, and an embodied embodied individual with freedom is not passive at all it's extremely proactive it's 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 fierce you know that is a quality of someone who's who's free um it's someone who's not afraid to experiment you mm. know with themselves um, with their lives, with their body, um, is someone who who is you know genuinely um, you know seeking ways to better themselves regularly so they can be of benefit to other people. But freedom comes with like a state of being relaxed. You know, I feel relaxed inside my being. I like my body. I like who I am. You know, uh, that's these are some of the qualities of someone who's who's. Uh, uh, what freedom means and how do I become free? I think that was the set, the twofold, right? The, the question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think um, lately, how I feel most free, um, it's been in like being in conversation with like amazing people like you, um, amazing friends from my old world of like fashion, art, music, film, and then people from my new world spiritual teachers wellness experts of sorts and us all sort of sharing our view in the world and finding so much um how, how so much of it is is we're we're seeing and we're connecting just through different language but the the experience is is is, is so um, it's so one of the same and a dancing of course and i think these are some of the main things right now for me uh, where I experience, uh, how I've been experiencing freedom. But of course, there's a foundational practice of the concentration of mind, right, every day. Concentration of mind. I love that. And for you, like, really, like, when you say dancing, that really is like a pillar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, it's like, and it's, so for me, I, um, I hosted a retreat, like, last month, and we did ecstatic dance, and that, and that was the first time I did it. And that was my favorite part. It like, no, it was, it was spiritual for me, you That's know? Right. And there were people like crying, like, 
like you know ex like releasing like traumas and having these memories and i was like what the hell like you know but it was amazing like i loved it yeah i mean ecstatic dance is is absolutely a spiritual practice it's mm -hmm. Oh, honey, some point we'll talk off the record about some of the things that some of the internal changes that have happened inside of me with dance. It's like, oh, my God. And, and we also have to think that historically, you know, we perhaps like danced before we before we spoke, you know, perhaps we danced before we uh, we wrote in, 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 you know, we have to think historically um, the 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 power of dance in human history, you know, like that. Amazing. Well, Sal, like I'm honored. Thank you for showing up as you is in all the ways and in, in your being. Um, what, I mean, where's the best place for people to connect you and like get your book and all the things. Thank you, honey. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> on IG, if you aren't an Instagram person at Sadi Simone, or if you are a TikTok person, at Sadi Simone as well. Both places you can find all the things. Um, or yeah, go to the social medias and that's where you find all the things. You have access to the website, you have access to merch, the books, the membership, um, all the stuff, it's all there. And you know, we, um, I hope that you know, we as, as the spiritual assassin community could be of support to, to you where we're saying fuck to zombie zen and we are, <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. radically redefining spirituality. Um, and that's, that's a new home for all of you who mm. never felt, felt like, uh, you know, these wellness and spiritual places were, were a place that you felt like you belong. Um, come home and let's see if it, let's see if the spiritually sassy way works for you and what, let's dance together. <laughs> I love it. And what I, what, what really hits me about it is, and it's, cool you kind of mentioned it it's it's safe but it's also it's exciting it's like you laugh it's like what you're talking about it's that's and that's such an interesting combo right of like wow i feel really safe and loved and also i can like like there's no doubt that someone doesn't that's in your community that's not smiling like once a day you know even if they're pissed off the work, the work is done, honey. It's like I can go nap for a couple of days when I hear that. Because <laughs> that's the quality of that's the quality of freedom of a of a freedom seeker and an embodied uh, freedom uh, fighter or mm. or a warrior, whatever variation of that. It's perhaps I didn't mention, but the depth of your smile, the depth of your laughter, how often you're mm. laughing, um, huge piece of, 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 of what freedom means to me. And, and, and so many of the spiritual masses and gurus that I've had the honor of studying, the entire talk, the entire satsang teaching is filled with giggles and, and deep belly, belly laughter. Um, so that's, that's a big thing for me as well. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And, yeah so honored and grateful thank you honey mm -hmm. is there anything on your on your heart or soul that you feel called to share in closing yeah thank you thank you for that absolutely um one thing that's been um, coming up a lot i think during pandemic world is um it's reminding people that they have a purpose and that they have a mission and that you may see you know sa and ben step into this role and living out 
out loud like that. Um, it wasn't always like this. You, know, you always have to remember that overnight success took 10 fucking years. You know, like you're never going to hear somebody who's that overnight success or do the things, you know, that perhaps you're like, oh my God, you're in stage with this person, you're doing these things. It's like, this didn't happen overnight, honey. Like, so remember that you have a mission, you have a purpose, your voice matters, your dream matters, you know. That in itself, if you could just whisper these words in your mind stream, cultivate these seeds in your mind, um, it'll be a game changer for you. I love it. Well, you're a beautiful earth angel. Thank you for spending your time with us today. Thank you so much, honey. All right, y'all, you know what to do. If you haven't already, please subscribe on Apple slash iTunes. Follow on Spotify. If you haven't already, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world. It helps the show get more seen. Send it to a friend. Take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at the fear guy and tag Saw as well at Saw to Simone and his links for his Instagram and also his new book, Spiritually Sassy, is in the description is in the show notes so go check it out go buy his book right now and tag us on instagram we want to know that you are listening all right y'all here comes this week's very special fear to freedom story All righty, y'all. If you don't know what the fear to freedom story is, if you are unfamiliar and this is your first time listening to the podcast, I'm excited for you. And if this isn't your first time listening, welcome back. <laughs> but at the end of each episode, I tell you an inspirational story of one of my clients, the amazing people that I have the amazing opportunity of working with. I tell you about their breakthroughs. I tell you about the stories. So whether you are just like, yeah, I want that too. I want to work with Ben or it's just an inspirational story for you to be like, hell yeah, like if they can do that, I can do that too and provide context, provide different like breakthroughs in your own mind to look at things a different way with a new perspective and to feel more free, then I'm all for it. So this week's breakthrough and fear to freedom story came through a current group coaching program and we're a few weeks in and so we are discussing what we were going through this manual it's called the my magical manifesting manual and side note you can go download this so it's on my website it's at feeling-free.com just go to my website you can download this manual that i'm talking about right now but we are walking through together as a group so we you know really digging into it and understanding more than what's beyond what is just typed um more than what i just wrote and we were talking about in order to get what you're trying to manifest, you must release the fear that is associated with not receiving it. And that seems so backwards because, right, like we're supposed to manifest and have this desire that we know that we're going to have it and be unwavering. But usually when we come from that is usually we come from a place of like if it's money, we're usually trying to manifest money because we're broke. If we're trying to get success, it's we're coming from a place of I'm not successful. I'm not successful. And if we're trying to get love, we're trying to get it because we're trying to prove that we are loved and we don't know that we're loved. So it's coming from a place of fear. It's coming from a place of uh, like uninspired place of just like, it's very conditional. And like, if I don't get this thing, then I suck. You know, if I don't get this thing, I'm not loved. If I don't get this thing, I'm broke. And I need this thing to prove that to fill me up. And so we were talking about this and how investing, um, whether it's money, love, or success, you're always investing. So it's a not 
a matter of if you are invested, it is what you are invested in. So let me break this down for you. You view this financially, right? So whether you are getting you know, a small percent of interest in a savings account, or you want to get compound interest from like a stock or for a retirement fund, whatever it may be, your 401k at work, you are investing because you want a return on that money, right? You are saying, okay, I'm putting my money in this, and so now I will hopefully get this much each month, each year, and then in X amount of years or decades, I can have this and I can retire happily. That's a, another conversation, but anyway, it's all about investing, and I want you to use this as an example because you are respecting, you are expecting a return on your investment. And so when I brought it, the concept of, look, guys, it's not a matter of if you're investing, you are always invested into something. So it's just a matter of, do you like the return you're getting on your investment? Meaning whatever time, whatever energy, whatever money you are putting into those things, into your life. So for you to take an audit of your life of, this is where I'm spending my time. So your literal just time. What is your schedule like? Um, your money, so your actual money, because that is an energetical exchange of value. Like, all these different things, time, money, energy, it's, it's an exchange of what you value and what you value, you will get a return on. And so energy is also, when I say you're investing energy, that could be your thoughts as well. It could be your emotions and time and money. So it's not a matter, again, I'm going to repeat this. It's not a matter of if you're invested, everyone is investing every minute, second, thought, whatever that may be, money, we are always investing. So when you look at your life right now, do you like what you see? If you do, sweet, keep investing what you're investing in. But if you don't, you have to take a look of how you're spending your time, money, and energy. And so when I brought this up, it hit home for someone in the coaching group and they were like, oh, like I finally get why I was depressed for so many years. Because every day after work, I went to the liquor store. Every day for 10 years, I went to the liquor store and I was literally investing in my own depression. Hear this. At this moment, they finally figured out, oh, like, this is why I was so sad. This is why I was so depressed, uninspired. I didn't like my life. I just felt down the entire time. Is because I was literally investing one, their time, spending their time to go to the liquor store, right? Money and just like their energy of like putting it like into this substance. So it doesn't have to be liquor. It doesn't have to be drugs. It could be social media. It could be any, it could be work. It could be something that you think is, you. it's well-intentioned. You have a good meaning t towards it, but the return on it is not what you want. So why I tell you about this fear to freedom story and this breakthrough is because this person literally, one, realized, oh man, that's why I was so depressed is because I was literally investing what I value, my time and money into feeling depressed. I was feeding the cycle of depression. And so I hope you hear this and you realize, oh man, like what am I invested in that's feeding what I don't want? So you are always getting a return. So how are you spending your time, money, and energy? Do you like the return you are getting? And if not, change what you're investing in so you can get a different return. 
So hit me up on Instagram if you have any questions. When I heard that, um, this call that we were on was just really inspired. Like I channeled different things that I've never said before. And I was just in a flow on a high. So I had to share this with you because it was so cool that we experienced this together. And the energy was just as palpable. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. The fact, actually for a side note, you are already invested. If you are listening right now to these words, they're going into your eardrum right now. You are investing into something that will provide the you know a positive return, a positive ROI into your life. So I want to congratulate you and acknowledge you for that so you don't just go away like, oh my gosh, I need to go fix these things. You don't need to be fixed. You don't need to be healed. You are enough. And if you want to remember how amazing you are, I would love to work with you one-on-one. So go to the link in my description or the show notes. And I've already told you a few times throughout this episode about my website. It's feeling-free.com slash coaching. If you want to work one-on-one with me, you can go to that website and you can check out the testimonials from the amazing souls that I've been had, just had the amazing opportunity to work with because I've learned so much and I love them as family, as friends. So I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. You're the bomb. Until next time. Adios, my friends.